Welcome to the Peak IDB Executive Series, where I speak with executives, leaders, founders, and changemakers in the digital identity space. I'm your host, Steve Craig, founder and chief enablement officer at Peak IDB. For our audience, this is a video first series. So if you're enjoying the audio version, please check out the full video recording at executiveseries.peakidv.com, where you can watch the full episode, read the transcript, and access any of the resources that we discuss in today's conversation. I'm very happy to introduce today's guest. He is John Baird, the co-founder and CEO of Vouched. Vouched connects businesses with trustworthy individuals with AI-powered identity verification solutions. John co-founded Vouched in 2019, and he previously led brand strategy at Blue Nile, one of the first online jewelry retailers. He also worked as VP and GM at WE Communications, one of the largest communications and integrated marketing agencies in the world. Welcome, John. I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me today. Now, I've been tracking Vouch for the past few years. You've made tremendous progress in the market. Can you share with the audience a little bit more about Vouched? As you mentioned a moment ago, we are an AI-first identity verification company. And really what that means is, well, in some ways, Steve, I always joke we were AI before AI was cool. We build proprietary AI and computer vision models to be able to seamlessly look at the user using the cameras on their device. We look at their face and we analyze for liveness as well as part of that process. And then Vouch is also an expert on identity documents all over the world. And so we do all of that within a few seconds to be able to onboard individuals and really provide them with access to critical services like healthcare, banking, could be employment, which help employers all over the world to be able to verify the identity of their employees, help them manage those employees. So it's really those things that as industries are going through digital transformation, for the first time, they're realizing that much like we did in the physical world, you need to know who you are working with. And we really provide the ability to do that. Yeah, you mentioned digital transformation. I think about the origin story I read on your website about um, the influence of the luxury uh, item market that when you were at Blue Nile, that process was really painful. And I, I would think with very high uh, ticket items that there could be potential for fraud. What was that process like be before you started Vouched at Blue Nile? Yeah, so that's it's we are we are going way back. We're going back a couple of decades now when the internet was quite young and certainly acquiring items online was was very young. And even so at Blue Nile, you know, we were selling items every single day anywhere from five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. And there weren't great systems at the time to be able to verify the identity of the purchasers. We did a lot of manual things to try to figure out, is this user real or not? And one of the things that we did just as an example is after you placed your order, we would call you just to see if you would answer the phone because fraudsters would, would often uh, not do that. And that, I mean, it was kludgy, but it worked unless you had just bought a diamond engagement ring and the, your fiance to be happened to be the one who answered the phone and we ruined that surprise. Right. And so. There were all these learnings from that time. How do you create a seamless user experience that is also secure? And that always just really stuck with me. I think a lot about creating amazing user experiences. And in some ways, that was the beginnings of what Vouched 
would become. And then years later, you were working in a self-driving technology project? Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, working with a number of different um, automotive manufacturers with self-driving and autonomous cars. I was doing some work with Tesla and BMW and some of the autonomous car, um, the, the companies making the technology behind the autonomous cars. And I remember Volvo was my main client at the time and I was in Gothenburg, Sweden, and we were driving, I believe it was a 2005 Volvo. Um, so an older model Volvo and they had a PC jacked into the steering column and we were going through rush hour traffic. It was sprinkling and the steering wheel steering itself and the pedals were moving on their own. And the engineer who was uh, in the car was also talking about, hey, if there's a moose up ahead, then it'll be able to know that there is a moose and be able to take the appropriate actions. And I'm thinking, why are we talking about a moose? And you realize, oh, in Sweden, you do not want to hit a 3,000 pound moose with your car because that is the most dangerous thing. And it just really got me to thinking, right? Like computer vision has now advanced to this state where it can safely drive a car. Then it's going to open up all these applications all over the world. And as I was looking at all of these industries, these really big legacy industries, banking and financial services, certainly healthcare, where we do a tremendous amount of work going through digital transformation for the first time, I realized they didn't have a great way to be able to verify the identity of their customers in a seamless way and really at a deep and secure way that they needed to do so. And Vouch came out of that. And so you connected those dots. You were thinking about your time at Blue Nile and then you're like, wow, computer vision is really advancing. Perhaps connect those. Now you got you got your start, I see, in a press release at Madrona Venture Labs. Um, it was an accelerator about 2019. Can you talk about that experience going from these other companies into starting an identity verification company? Yeah, sure. So Madrona was great. So Madrona Venture Labs, uh, you know, they were really critical for getting Vouch going. We had a teeny bit of traction when we came into their accelerator. We really worked with their technology team internally there, as well as the other members of the team to really get vouched in a, in a great place to officially go to market. So we spent um, the summer and the fall inside of Madrona, um, really getting all the pieces in place for what was at the time really just a very early stage MVP of vouched, getting all that together, taking vouch to a new level, and then coming out of there at the Q4 of 2019 is when we launched commercially. And then, of course, three or four weeks later, we ran smack dab into uh, the pandemic and uh, had a whole new set of challenges for for running the company. But one that actually, I think, you know, forced us to reflect on at, a, at an even deeper level than we already were is, wow, what does a fully remote world look like? And I think for the first time, a lot of customers out there too, banks and healthcare, et cetera, started going, okay, this is the future of digital, right? We are being, the pandemic really served as a forcing function to understand deeply across operations of companies when the world becomes fully digital. And I think we're driving toward that. It's going to take a few more decades, but increasingly we will get there. How do we deeply understand who those customers are? It made us better and it certainly drove a big tailwind in the business as well. It's a common theme in this podcast series for me to ask pandemic questions. So it's great you brought it up. Were you at the time um, a remote company prior or were you a team in an office? Like what was that transition like for you? I mean, we were a super small time team at the time, right? And uh, we had actually just signed a lease on our very first office um, three or four weeks 
before, and we only had approximately four employees. I was one of those at the time. So super, super young. But, you know, we went fully remote and, you know, we were fully remote for the next couple of years during the lockdown. And so the interesting thing is that all of our employees have grown up and our entire culture has grown up as a remote culture. And so actually going back to an office for us is the anti-pattern. It's the weird thing. And so we've just really leaned into being fully remote. And so the team is, we're based in Seattle technically, but much of the team is scattered across the country. Yeah, the, the pandemic influenced this space so much. In those first few months, it was tough because how do you do business? A lot of this data is very sensitive. And so many of these companies were um, in centralized offices or at least um, people were going in to um, do the R&D and then suddenly you couldn't. Um, so it's amazing you've weathered that and now you've come out of that I saw earlier this year, 2023, you raised 6.3 million with uh, BHTBC and Spring Rock Ventures. Congratulations. It's been a tough market the last 18 months. Can you share more about going from a team of four in 2020 to raising uh, $6.3 million? Yeah. So we've grown a little bit. So thank you. Yeah. We've got about 30 employees today. And, you know, Raising that money is really about the expertise that we've developed within healthcare in particular. Now, we work across a number of different industries and verticals and use cases, but the problem within healthcare is an absolutely massive one. And it is one that, when it comes to identity, has largely been overlooked. And you, you sort of have three big challenges within healthcare. Number one, you have a compliance requirement to verify the identity of all the patients, KYP, know your patient. And this is just sort of straightforward as part of ensuring that when a healthcare provider is treating an individual, they know who that individual is and they're treated correctly. So that's the obvious one. And that has to be done for every patient, every time they interact with a healthcare provider. The second one is really around the merger of different healthcare systems where you might, you know, you, Steve, might be um, a patient at healthcare provider A and a patient at healthcare provider B. And now as those systems merge, there's multiple versions of you within those systems. This is actually referred to as the duplicate patient identity problem. There's a corollary problem, which is called the incorrect patient selection problem. And this is where you are confused with another individual. And then there's the fourth piece here, which of course is managing your healthcare records correctly, associating your healthcare records with you. And, you know, as patients, as, as we're going through this really massive transformation within healthcare, where patients are effectively becoming consumers and they are empowered now to lead their own healthcare, along with all the problems that we've already discussed, you need the ability to safely, um, manage those records and take those records with you in the right way and share them with the individuals, the other healthcare providers that you want to share them with. And your identity is critical to this. And just to give you a sense of how big this problem is, um, today, the average healthcare organization, they spend 700 days, business days annually, trying to resolve patient identity issues, 700 days, just trying to figure out, is this the right Steve or is this the Steve? Are these the same Steves? Um, so it is this really big problem. And so what we really, as we work with healthcare providers, we go very deep on understanding the identity of the individual in such a way 
where they can, with a tremendous amount of confidence, go, okay, we know who this is. This person goes with these healthcare records, and then your care can be safely managed. Yeah, the, the healthcare identification process has been such a gap. And then the pandemic really highlighted it because telehealth was almost like an outlier experience. And then suddenly it was the only experience. And now people have realized, like, why do I need to go into an office to have that five minute chat with a service provider, with a, a physician when I can do that online? Um, in my experience in the market, a lot of the identity and identity verification companies have dabbled in healthcare. But I connected with your team after you launched Vouch RX or Vouch Prescription. I don't know how, how you refer to that. What was the genesis to go kind of big in the market? Um, was it those early signals you saw in supporting those clients? It definitely was that. And like I said, we have a lot of expertise within healthcare. We have now more than 40 healthcare providers. Many of them are digital first healthcare providers that are our customers. And as we've dug in very deeply with the doctors and the various healthcare providers, what we understand is, you know, it, it's healthcare, right? So access to healthcare is obviously critically important. Unlike in financial services, which tends to be largely one size fits all when it comes to identity, you have a number of different variables when it comes to, uh, to healthcare, right? And so what we really work to do is create a configurable way to understand the risk of that individual, the risk of the treatment they're going through. Not all treatments are terribly risky as the case may be. And then really work with the healthcare provider to take and right size. How do we have the security sensitivity around that individual for what they are being verified for? And then how do we work within their workflow in such a way that that user can seamlessly move through that verification process so they can actually receive that healthcare? Quite frankly, the last thing you want to do is have somebody who's very sick at 2 a.m. and they're already stressed and right? Maybe they've got a fever and then put them through an onerous verification process. And so we always are trying to think like, how do we get this super accurate while right-sizing it according to the treatment and the verification of this specific individual? And that expertise within healthcare has just really become uh, core to, to where we focus. And I think there's a lot more that can be done in healthcare and it benefits, it benefits everyone. I mean, the biggest challenge within healthcare, we have great healthcare within the United States. The challenge is it's very expensive. For the report just came out this month that the U.S. spends $4.3 trillion on healthcare. That's a lot of money. And, you know, when it comes to the identity part of this, it can actually help drive down the cost of care. It can increase access of care. And quite frankly, it also helps provide better care to everyone. So uh, everybody wins, right? When we get the patient identity correct. Do you find that the uh, drivers are coming more from the insurance, the carriers, the payers, or do you see the interest coming from the providers, the physicians, the hospitals? Like it's a very, <laughs> sometimes very confusing market. Like where do you see the most demand? Yeah. It's really, for us, it's coming from the healthcare providers. And let me go a click deeper into that and explain why. Um, and we've touched on some of this. When patient identity is not deeply verified, deeply understood, there's risk to that patient. In fact, 86% of healthcare providers 
um, talk about having witnessed a medical error because they couldn't, there was a question around the patient's identity. So there's, you know, getting that right is absolutely critical. It just makes everything work better. Over on the, um, you know, on the, the economic side, right, on the revenue side of the business, approximately 33% of claims are denied by the insurer because the insurer is not confident that the correct individual has um, uh, gone through that procedure, right? There's just confusion there. And so the claims end up being denied. So getting this right, right? Like actually boosts revenue and it boosts care for everyone while you're also bringing down the cost. And so this is really why, you know, the, the healthcare providers, you know, there are hospitals, our doctors, they want to get this right because it just makes their jobs easier and it makes their jobs better. Yeah, there's nothing worse than getting that uh, letter in the mail that says your claim was denied. Um, and then you also get the, the things in the mail that say, this is not a bill, but then it looks like a bill. It looks like an invoice. And so really from the patient side, that, that experience, I can't think of the last time I went through a, a doctor's experience and they really put scrutiny to my identity, yet there's potential for so much fraud. Um, the other challenge in this space, and I've been on uh, many sales conversations and product uh, conversations with healthcare um, opportunities, is HIPAA. Um, often it comes up, it's, hey, are you HIPAA compliant? And many of the identity verification providers don't really go down the path of saying, oh, we're HIPAA compliant or not. Um, but looking at your site, looking at the press release, like you've got a very unique position on HIPAA, which is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Uh, can you talk about how you mitigate uh, risks associated with HIPAA? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, so much of this is being, you know, very sensible in the way that you approach these things. So we go through a tremendous amount of uh, security and a variety of different checks at Vouch as part of this. HIPAA is one of them. We also, you know, have gone through whole variety of ISOs. And I don't ask me to uh, state all the different numbers uh, behind them you know, as well as SOC 2. One of the things that we do as part of under, uh, as verifying the identity of the individual as it's related to HIPAA, we actually never touch the medical information, right? Mm -hmm. So we're very much an identity verification provider. We understand the compliance requirements as it's related to healthcare, but we, ne we have zero visibility or zero association with the actual treatment of that individual. And that's how we want it uh, to remain because we are not a healthcare company. We're very much about empowering and helping the healthcare providers uh, with the identity of that uh, of that individual. Yeah, it's a great approach to really keep those silos separate because the uh, you need to have the portability of the healthcare data. But as soon as you start connecting those dots, um, I think that creates potential risks there. So um, where I was going next was looking at your other offerings. So you've got the a vouched RX, you've got vouched auto, uh, vouched FI or FI. How do you pronounce that? Vouched FI? Yeah, we call it vouched FI. Vouched FI. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Looking across those verticals, looking at the customer logos, like the, the roster of customers, it's really impressive. What are some of the common themes you've seen across healthcare, auto, financial services? So the common theme, of course, is RUU. And it, you know, one of the things I think that people miss when they think about identity. We're so rooted in the physical world, right? So rooted in the way that like 
I'm going to stand across a desk from you and take you through this mountain of paperwork and verify your identity as part of that. And that's, we start in a very different place, right? We start with intrinsically, what are the criteria that uniquely define who you are? And this, of course, is various biometrics, like we talked about, as well as government-issued identity documents that we are evaluating, and then underpinning that with other signals, risk signals, fraud signals, and confirmation signals that you are as you are presenting yourself. And so that's core to what we do in every single use case. But then I think the way that this gets applied across the industry, it should never be one size fits all, right? And so we think a lot about this when we go through the individual industries and what are their risks and what are their compliance requirements. And so we, you know, we think about three specific criteria as we develop our product by industry. Number one, what are those compliance requirements by industry? We think about number two, what's that transaction specific risk, right? What is the benefit of an individual trying to defraud on this specific transaction? And then um, the user-specific risk. What signals are we seeing as part of that evaluation of the individual that might give us concern? And then stepping that person up accordingly in real time across a variety of different configurable workflow factors so that um, we can move the great people, the good people through, right? Very, very quickly and with a minimum of friction. And then those individuals were like, well, this is weird, right? There's something going on here, making sure that we do a deeper examination of that, of that person. You know, where we tend to see the biggest risk, even more so within in financial services, actually within the automotive space in particular. And it's because um, I believe overall criminals and organized crime have realized that I can put $5,000 down on a vehicle. And uh, whether I'm buying that vehicle online or at my local dealership, it's quite easy for me to disappear with that vehicle. And so we see a spectacular amount of uh, effort by criminals to create very sophisticated um, identities so that they can perpetrate those types of crimes. Yeah, the automotive fraud that occurred in the last few years with everyone being remote, buying cars remote, it just became a standard thing that dealers had to do I think it gave more opportunities for fraudsters either using uh, stolen identities or synthetic identities to to really make those attacks. And then they, they disappear, especially in the U.S. where you could drive across the border and then the car's gone. It goes off to some other country. Um, no, it's interesting. I had a follow-on question that you, already, you answered for me about the differences between the, um, the healthcare, the automotive, financial services. Um, are these different products you've built or are they configurations? Can you describe a little bit uh, about how the product suite is? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, at, at the core, we use our proprietary AI to be able to visually evaluate you. And when we talk about that today, more and more is around, um, we have a combination of um, machine in the loop learning, as well as reinforcement learning. And we're constantly building new fraud models. And the way that we build those fraud models is a combination of seeing emerging fraud happening. What are the new fraud use cases? Constant inputs from our customers as well, talking to our banks, talking to our healthcare providers, where are they seeing risk, right? 
and then supplementing that both with real data and synthetic data. And this all gets injected into these, um, these proprietary models. So the machine in the loop um, builds the first stage of this. Then we apply a reinforcement learning to this and then the new fraud models come out of this. And so we are constantly doing that because Vouch is, Vouch is fully AI. We have zero humans in the loop. We're very much an outlier within the industry because of that. And it's really, it's made us better because we are so close to the metal on the way that we inject this new data, train on this new data, and then generate these new fraud models to be able to catch that. So that's very much at the core. Then, as I talked about earlier, you really start to think about, okay, for this individual industry, you know, they have a spe spe specific requirement or they need specific data that might look different than others. One very obvious example is um, if you are buying a car, you need to have a, a, a current and valid driver's license. Um, you wouldn't necessarily need that to receive healthcare, right? Because you're not, uh, you're not going to drive in healthcare. And so, you know, those are just, that's just one very small example of the ways that uh, vouched is specifically tailored to those different industries. And how do companies typically integrate or leverage vouched? This is um, an API, SDK. Uh, can you describe integration pattern? Yeah, sure. So we do have SDKs for those customers that want to use us through native apps. We also have a REST API that some of our customers use. It's not a recommended way to use Vouch. The vast majority of our customers are going to use our JS plugin. And the JavaScript plugin, we designed that very specifically because it is very easy to implement. So when we work with developers and engineers out there, they will often implement Vouch and have it up in live in a couple hours, half a day, and they're fully live in testing it. So we spend a tremendous amount of work enabling them to do that work very, very quickly so they don't get bogged down in you know, the forever implementation phase. The other big reason why we developed the JS plugin is unlike on a native app that a user is going to have to download, and most people today are fairly resistant to downloading yet one more app. It's the last thing you want to ask a customer to do during onboarding for a, a, a business or a healthcare. And so the JS plugin operates entirely on the web and any user with any phone anywhere can open the vouched experience, go through it in real time right there on the browser of their phone and be done in 30 seconds, be onboarded into that company and now the company is, um, has a new customer. And that experience is predominantly the capture of the, the ID, whether it's a passport or driver's license, the biometric, that's the primary workflow. Yeah, it's that three-step workflow where we look at your face, evaluate you for liveness, examine the ID, and it is, Voucher's in, I think this is a very important state, Voucher's in control of the camera. And so we built it this way for a couple different reasons. Number one, it's more secure because Vouched is doing all of the work and it allows a fraudster less ability to submit uh, fake images. And in addition to that, because Vouched is in control of the camera, it's a fully seamless process. Vouched, is, Vouched knows when it sees an ID, a driver's license, a passport. It just knows. It knows where that ID is from before it ever even takes the picture. And then it is looking for an optimal image. And so it's adjusting for things like lighting or shadow or blurriness, 
taking the image in such a way to ensure that it is actually a good image that can be deeply evaluated. Yeah, you, you mentioned something really important uh, a few moments ago about the AI uh, technology being fully autonomous and that you don't have human agents mixed in. And over the last few years, the industry uh, identity verification in particular has, has really um, swollen with lots of uh, inbound venture capital, lots of new companies. What would you say um, sets Vouched apart beyond the fully automation uh, that you've built? What are some of the other differentiators when you speak with uh, enterprise customers that, that you bring up that you could share? Yeah, well, like you said, you know, we are very much an AI first company and the bu building those proprietary fraud models, like we talked about earlier, the machine in the loop, the reinforcement learning. When we, when we look at the vast majority of competitors out there, they're very human dependent. Now they have some rules-based engines baked over the top, but um, humans are doing a lot of that review. And, you know, with the state of deep fakes and they're just getting better and better, um, humans can't do this work, right? A human cannot tell if it's a deep fake or if it is real. I'm sure you've seen the report from the Department of Homeland Security talking about uh, how deep fakes are such a threat simply because no matter how much you evaluate them as in, as a human, you can't tell if that is real. It fools our senses. And we believe only AI can manage this problem. And so that is very deeply why we're focused. And quite frankly, that's why we win, right? We're catching fraud that others aren't catching, even with their humans in the loop. And these fraud models that you mentioned, are these the forensic document analysis or are there other components of fraud that you're detecting, maybe transactional signals or other data points? Yeah, it's a great point. So we think very much about a multi-factor evaluation of the individual, especially where the risk is, is very high. We're applying a deeper evaluation of that person. You know, at its core, it is the, the, um, the computer vision AI that we are examining and those proprietary fraud models that we develop. And they look for a variety of different things. Is this an e-screen? Is this a deep fake? Is this a manufactured uh, physical forgery, right? And then in addition to that, we also have other signals that we are looking at a variety of different fraud signals. So we will examine um, hundreds of different data points on this individual um, beyond just the AI step. So we look at various things around an email address. We look at the age of that email address. We do uh, multiple different types of geolocation on that individual. If somebody's applying for, I don't know, a million dollar home loan and they live in Seattle, but they're in Moscow, we're going to throw up a flare right on, on that kind of uh, signal. We look at uh, information back from a variety of sources, the gov governmental sources, social security, administration, um, as well as um, very specific malicious uh, fraud sources as well. Has this individual been involved in crime? Do we believe that this is data that was taken from the dark web? All of this gets put together into a holistic examination of the user moving through that system. That's phenomenal, John. Like Having that holistic view, as you said, is really important, not just taking singular data points because singular data points allow gaps for fraud to set in. Uh, that's powerful. It's great. When I think about um, what's ahead for, for Vouch, I, I've tried to, to guess by looking at what you've been building with your product and your press releases. 
Is there anything you can share here on the podcast for uh, 2024, like what your roadmap plans are? Nothing too confidential, uh, but what's in store for Vouched? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always more AI, right? Like we, like I said at the beginning, we're an AI first company. So it is creating more and more you know, models around AI to just have a better and better understanding of RUU. And this is, you know, the threat of deep fakes. <clears throat> My personal belief is they are going to blow a hole through most people's, most businesses' security today. I mean, there are still plenty of very large financial institutions out there, healthcare providers, automotive, that are doing this work manually with their internal teams. And I believe deep fakes present a real threat to them. In fact, I'm personally so concerned about deep fakes um, that even within my family, um, my extended family, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, you know, we've talked about developing a sort of a call and response um, code words, essentially, for when we call each other, right? Just just so we know it's actually, um, we, they're actually, we're talking to each other because it would be very easy for somebody to pose as me or pose as my mom um, and then get useful information from me um, over time. And so, you know, deeply focused on what is the next fraud models, AI fraud models, that we are developing. So that's, that's number one. We'll continue to accelerate, you know, within healthcare, but I think, you know, over time, as we talk about the opportunity within Vouch, Vouch was really built around helping to empower people economically because identity is your most valuable asset by far. And it gives you access to things that are mission critical in your life, your ability to be banked is an obvious one. Healthcare is a pretty big one. I think we can all agree with that. Your next job, government benefits, paying your taxes, et cetera. And so, you know, looking international is absolutely critical uh, for us. Already, we do a very large business a, across Latin America. And then as we look out into the future, we believe that the next region of the world that uh, we will enter is in Asia Pacific. And so uh, that's a lot of what we're thinking about is how do we enter those markets and how do we serve customers across those markets, knowing that some of the fraud threats will uh, be different when we get there? Yeah, really great point about the deep fakes and having a safe word or a code word with your family is a really good idea because if someone is replicating your voice and they're contacting your family member and then they in turn go and do something on their own device using their own password, like it's very hard for a financial institution or a healthcare company or whoever to, to detect that. So really thinking about it upstream where that, that scamming and that, that victimization occurs, um, it's really important. Um, yeah, we see, I mean, most, most banks to this day, when you're doing a wire transfer, the way that they verify that wire transfer is they call you and they talk to you. And um, to my thinking, that is, should be totally obsolete at this point, that you need a more robust way of verifying the identity of the person sending that wire transfer. The threat is just too big uh, with deep fakes. If you read the Joanna Stern column from the Wall Street Journal earlier this year, talking about how she used um, AI and deep fakes to be able to fool her bank, um, that story was six months ago, I believe. We are definitely in a place where banks need to greatly increase their security. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you also just mentioned something about the importance of identity. And I, I certainly, from the content I've watched already uh, about you, John, on, online, you have a lot of passion around identity and helping people access their identity, control their identity. 
Um, on the executive series, I like to go beyond the press releases and the content that's already out there. Can you share the things that you're passionate about, the causes, where you spend your time outside of Vouched? The reason that I get so passionate about Vouched and so passionate about identity, I touched on this a moment ago, is you know what really excites me is solving these really, really big problems. And we talked a lot about this internally, right? Like, let's not ask, let's not solve these small problems. Let's solve the really big problems because the benefits that come out of that are just absolutely massive. And as I talked about, you know, a moment ago, identity is your most valuable asset. It's absolutely critical for all of these things that we do that quite frankly, make our lives better banking and our jobs and healthcare, et cetera. There's a quote by the philosopher, Arthur Schopenhauer, um, that we talk about also internally at Vouched. And uh, it goes around with trying to solve big problems, but uh, the, the quote goes that all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. And I've always, I just think it's a brilliant insight. And I don't know if it was supposed to be humorous, but um, I think sometimes when you see things that are profound, they're kind of funny. And I mentioned that because I believe that there's a lot of negativity in our country right now, even though we live in this time like of great abundance. I mean, unemployment is lower right now than it has been since the 1960s. If you look at you know, uh, things like food and clothing as a percentage of budget, they are less expensive than they've really ever been uh, throughout history. And a little of that higher now with inflation, but still on, you know, a multi-millennia scale, like less expensive than they've ever been. And we have all of this information at our fingertips from the world's greatest minds, from professors, and it's absolutely free. And so what's, what I think a lot about is how do you help people? How do you let them know that they've got all of these opportunities? They're actually in a really, really good place rather than dwelling on the negative, but help them to understand that there's tremendous opportunity in the world and how can we help them and empower them to take advantage of that. That um, in my spare time is uh, one of the things that uh, I'm very focused on. And it's one of the things, you know, intrinsically at Vouched that we try to help, help people, uh, people with. If they, if they are trying to make their lives better and the only barrier is them being safely identified, then I think that we can slot in there to really give them, give them the opportunity to access uh, something really important to them. That's great, John. I love your positive outlook on the world because when we do sign into the news or we go online, it's like negative, negative, negative. We, we are living in a time like no other. Uh, just the ability to connect with anyone on the other side of the globe and just to push a of a button and you can have a video conversation is, is crazy. But at the same time, they could be a deep fake on the other end of that. Uh, we're just about out of time, John. Um, you know, we're going to wrap up here in a moment, but can you share what types of conversations you'd like to see come out of this? This, this podcast will go out to the identity community. How would you like the market to engage with you? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... You know, I just talked about how the world is a better place, but I think fraud is getting worse, right? And it's it's an existential threat to hospitals, to healthcare, to banking, to automotive, um, to employment. And I think, you know, at the same time, you have these businesses, they need to deeply understand who their customers and their patients are. And they know that there's a demand from the market and from their customers to be more digital. And this is, this is really where we're immensely innovative. Um, and helping these businesses improve their customer experience. 
while boosting revenue and also helping catch this, these sophisticated fraudsters. And so, you know, those companies that deeply care about serving their customers, serving their patients and taking care of the security of their business, um, those businesses that are ready to dive into that conversation, that's why we're here. And, uh, we love it when they bring, uh, they throw challenges our way. Great. Great. Well, I will put a link to your LinkedIn profile. Um, in the executive series site, as well as to your contact page. John, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I really look forward to seeing your continued success in the market and the growth of Vouched. Cool. Steve, really appreciate the conversation. Take care.